This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, what's up, everybody? Isaac here with Civil Engineering Academy. Excited to be with you on another fun podcast episode. Uh, thanks for joining us. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe. It really helps us out. And leave comments if you want to. Um, and if you're catching us on any podcatcher, uh, it's also helpful for review. So appreciate you doing that. Uh, today, I bring on a fun guest, uh, Sam Lytle. He is with Beyond CAD. He actually is a civil engineer that graduated from UNLV, uh, went to go work in the transportation industry, discovered that he really wanted to dive into his creative side of things. And we talk about this all throughout the podcast, but started a software company basically that helps with 3D visualization, uh, sold it, and then started this other company called Beyond CAD. So uh, it's a very interesting story. I think it's a fabulous product, something you should definitely check out. And um, if you have any questions, definitely reach out to him and we talk about it in the podcast episode. So excited to share that with you. And it's going to be coming up right after this. All right, Sam, what is going on? Welcome to the Civil Engineering Academy podcast. How are you doing? Good. It's good to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you on. I've been perusing all the products and the software you've got going on, and I'm I'm excited for it. I think this is good stuff. So um, I think before I, I want to dive into that, though, I want to ask you a little bit more about your own background and uh, how you found yourself actually into civil engineering and how did you end up here doing software? So what's, sure. the, what's the story behind that? Yeah, so, I mean, growing up, I liked to create things, Legos. Uh, when we did Ninja Turtles, I was the Donatello of the crew. Nice. And as I got older, my dad said, you know, if you want to be an inventor in the real world, those are called engineers. So I went to UNLV in Las Vegas, actually started out mechanical engineering, because, again, sure. I thought I wanted to be an inventor. And as I got further in my career and got married and started having kids, the the counselors at school said, you know, mechanicals and mechanical engineers typically don't end up in Nevada. And uh, I wanted to to stay kind of in this area. And so I switched to civil because, I, it, you know, there are civil engineers pretty much anywhere you can go. So I switched to civil about halfway through my college career and graduated in 2010 and started a... Um, Started my career with Nevada Department of Transportation. I spent three years with them and a year with Kimley Horn. And while I was at NDOT, I realized pretty early on that engineering was not for me. I'm a creative mm. person. I uh, I did not like the cubicle and the boss and looking things up in manuals, not one bit. But I was fortunate to to kind of dabble in 3D visualization. I'd done some stuff in school with SketchUp and Revit. And so I started doing some project visualization for some of the project managers at NDOT, and they liked that. And so uh, I stuck around for the four years to get my PE license, but pretty early on in my career, I knew that I wanted to 
kind of diverge and go more into 3D visualization in the civil industry. Wow, that's awesome. Well, I don't want to say it, but some would say that switching from mechanical to civil is an easier is an easier route too. So I've heard that before. Yeah, I've always <laughs> thought, you know, it's like civil, mechanical, electrical. You know, I sat through some of those mechanical and electrical courses and I'm just I just don't even know what's going on. So it's that imaginary and stuff. And as they say, you know, uh, what's the difference between civil and mechanical? Mechanicals make the weapons and civil engineers make the targets. So, yeah, that's what I've heard. Yep, yeah. yep. Um, well, let's dive into a little bit. So, uh, so you you got into 3D visual, visualization. How did you go from that to starting a company? And and how did, how did that start up? What was the mindset behind all that? Because I, I, I feel like there's a lot of engineers that maybe couldn't or wouldn't take that step. So I'm just curious what your mindset was and kind of the, 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 the footing of how you got going with the business. Yeah, I, I think I'm wired different, differently than a lot of people, especially engineers. I mean, like I said, I'm creative and I'm definitely not very risk adverse. Like I just, I knew I had a family and I wanted to provide for them. But, but other than that, like I was just really interested in, in freedom and being my own boss. And so uh, I had, I'm not a huge gamer, but I'd always played enough games that I knew kind of how that world worked. I have a brother that's been a programmer for a video game programmer for a long time. And, and so I was just kind of, I would see civil engineering and I would see the 3d models that were created in MicroStation or civil 3d. And they looked so crude, but it was 3d data. And then mm -hmm. you see something like a racing game and you're just like, okay, we have 3d data. We have, you know, a racing game over here. Like how can we bridge that gap and make, 3D visualization, like interactive and look better. And so, you know, I, early on, I plotted my course that I wanted to do 3D visualization full-time. Like I said, in 2014, I, uh, I got my PE license and I started Civil FX to be the combination of civil engineering and visual effects. And my goal was, I mean, my goal was to make money and provide for my family and all that stuff, but also to like, to, to bridge the gap between civil engineering and video games. And, mm -hmm. um, to utilize some of that technology so that we could have interactive visualization. And I I've seen this in architecture. Like I followed that industry a little bit and, you know, they have tools like Lumion and more recently twin motion and Enscape. And those really utilize real time visualization in a way that our industry doesn't. And I mean, that, that visualization is easier because there just aren't as many variables. I mean, the biggest variable variable probably is, the terrain, you know, we, you have cuts and fills, especially the transportation and freeway projects that I've spent a lot of time on and they're just bigger, more complex, more disciplines involved. And so there's a reason why we're lagging behind architecture, but that said, like my goal was let's push towards interactive visualization. And so that's kind of what we did with civil FX. And, and admittedly, I mean, the first two years of civil FX was me with a backpack and a laptop. Uh, pretending to be an artist because I had no training in that. I'd just, you know, gone to school in, in uh, civil engineering and spent four years doing that. But eventually I was able to get some big contracts and hire some actual artists and make progress. And then we did exactly that. We used video game technology to make uh, interactive visualization, like a real thing in big transportation projects. That's awesome. So for those that don't know, or just hearing about this, can maybe give us a little high level view of 
of what the what the product is, what the software is, and what it can do for people in their industries. Because um, I I don't know if everybody has heard what what this product is, so I uh, I think that'd be helpful. Yeah, let me just kind of finish my journey. Yes, and get to the point where we're getting products. So with Civil FX, there were no products. We were doing client services, so we would be like, for example, Project Neon was one of the biggest projects in Nevada's history. And Kiwit was the, it was a design build contract. Kiwit was the, the contractor and Atkins was the engineer. We were a sub to Atkins and we provided visualization services for that project. We would mm. take all the engineering data, make it in 3D, make a realistic 3D environment. We were using Unity 3D at the time, which is one of the major game engines. And then the deliverable was images and videos that we would, they would put on the news that we would use at public meetings. But we'd also do interactive stuff like uh, interactive touchscreens, driving simulators, VR, and, and they really liked that. So that Project Neon was our first big one. And then we started getting more of those types of projects. And again, I worked at NDOT. And so a lot of my friends were now project managers. And, and that really helped those relationships where I got a lot of these big NDOT projects. And we started moving into other states and cities. And we started to grow. So from 2014 to 2020... I was growing and building Civil FX to the point where we had 10 employees. Most of them were artists. We had some programmers and we were doing this as a service. And through this whole journey, I realized there was not good tools for this. I mean, we had this complex, we were basically a video game company doing civil engineering services because there weren't good tools available. In architecture, you don't have that because Lumion or Twinmotion does most of the heavy lifting for you. So late in the civil FX days, I was like, you know what? We need to create a product because this doesn't exist. It will help us and maybe we can sell it. And in 2020, I was approached by Parametrics, which is a company out of uh, the Northwest, the Washington area. And uh, long story short, they bought civil FX, the company uh, and the contracts and the employees and the client services. But I went and started a new company to continue that journey of making a product or products that would make visualization easier for the actual engineers. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. How did you feel when um, Civil FX was sold? Uh, I was really grateful. I mean, this was, we were knee deep in COVID. So like when they first reached out to me, um, I guess they first did in 2019, but when they really came to me, it was May of 2020. And there was so much uncertainty at the time. And so I was, I had so much concern and I was like, wow, this is a really cool opportunity to, uh, you know, kind of cash out some of that risk that I had been holding and still have an opportunity to move forward with the product. And so that it ended up being a really good ex experience and, um, and the team, they hopefully have even a better situation, you know, now it's civil FX division of parametrics and they still do wonderful work. And I recommend them all the time for visualization services, but You'll hear a lot of times people that sell businesses, they they feel lost or, um, I don't know, a lot of negative emotion. But I, I kind of prepared myself for that. And because of COVID and because of the timing, it just, it was clearly the right decision at the time for me. That's interesting. I just, I'm curious what your mindset was as you were going through that. So, all right. Well, why don't you tell us high level what um, what you're doing now with Beyond CAD and what that product is and how it can help people in their industries? Sure. And let me just con quickly connect the dots on the naming. So when we wanted to make a product at CivilFX, we, it was going to be called CivilFX Vision, which was this visualization engine that engineers could do their own visualization. 
So I started BeyondCAD, a company when I sold uh, Civil FX. So now it's BeyondCAD Vision. We just kind of changed the name. And then we realized that was confusing because BeyondCAD was the company and Vision was the name. So we ended up just calling the product BeyondCAD. And then we launched another product this year called Beyond Typicals. And so now the publisher is Beyondware. <laughs> so now Beyondware, if I, like I refer it. to that, that means the company, the publisher, and we have two products, one called BeyondCAD and one called Beyond Typicals. So BeyondCAD is, if you've, if anyone's heard of Lumion or Twinmotion, it's that for transportation and civil. It is decidedly not architecture. We don't have bookshelves and rugs and couches. We just have traffic signals and buildings and people and um, traffic control devices and payment markings and things like that. So we're aiming directly towards this industry and it doesn't do modeling. It's in the pro product. You have to do the modeling in CAD software like Civil 3D or MicroStation or, or InfraWorks. You model it, you bring it into Beyond CAD, and then that's where you can add textures, add mm -hmm. people. We have a traffic system. And so basically you can go from CAD design data to a video game and renders much quicker than any other workflow that, that is available. So from, I guess we can just- From CAD kind of, to GTA. Yes, yes, <laughs> CAD awesome. to GTA in, in no time flat, yep. Uh, I, uh, I think that's, that's pretty awesome um, what it can do. So I, I imagine, um, are there certain file types that it can accept or um, I imagine there's probably a list of what those things are, but it sounds like um, you also have a list of assets that are in the program, but I guess anything outside of that, you can, you can develop, you can draw, you can do whatever you need to do and then import that in there. So you're getting the right heights and dimensions and really showing it the way you want it to, I guess is what I'm saying. Right. So Yeah, I think you figured it out. And, and anyone can see this at beyondware.com. And so there, there are like the engineering features, which is like the roads, the cuts and fills, the sidewalks, the, the bridge structures, uh, the solid portions of the project. Those are the things you're going to import. And then everything else is what we call like context. So that would be like trees, people, textures, cars, uh, power poles, light poles, all that other stuff you can add using the asset library within BeyondCAD, which has over 1,500 3D assets. So you just drag and place them on your project. And then if you, you have a custom light, you could bring that in as well. And yeah, we, we support a lot of file types. We're almost done with, hopefully with the DWG. Um, mm. And then we're working with Bentley on hopefully getting DGN support directly natively supported um, as well. So yeah, we want as many options as possible for people to get their, their data into beyond CAD and to be able to visualize it quickly. That's awesome. So where do you see the future of beyond CAD? Uh, where do you want this thing to go? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I've watched architecture, like I've mentioned. And if you went back 15 years, there would they would outsource visualization. They would, like how we used to do with Civil FX, they would do something in uh, AutoCAD or Revit or SketchUp. And then if they need visualization, they would hire it out to a visualization team. Or maybe they have an in-house visualization team that would use something like uh, 3ds Max, maybe some Revit stuff. Right. But then Lumion came around and it was so fast and easy to do visualization uh, using that software that it was like, oh, let's just do it ourselves. So now the architects were doing their own visualization because it was so quick and easy. And so I'm hoping that that will be a transition in our industry. And it's still not the case. I mean, we're still new with BeyondCAD, but most of our early users 
are individuals that have done 3D visualization before. Hmm. And so uh, what I'm hoping is that the software will continue to get better, will continue to gain users that give us a lot of feedback so that we can make it as good as possible. And then at a certain point, hopefully less than five years from now, the industry will start to change where engineers do their own visualization so that those using civil 3D will do their own. And now that's just not an industry standard. It's not visualization isn't part of the pipeline unless it's a major project and then typically it's outsourced. So my goal is to continue making this software as good as possible and wait for the timing to continue to get better and better where engineers hopefully are just doing their own visualization and the industry will be changed the way architecture was. I love it. You know, I come from the transmission industry working on with utilities and I know this comes up frequently where they want a 3D visual, visualization and the software that we use is called PLS CAD and that does do 3D renderings but definitely not to the level of detail that you're getting with beyond CAD with trees and roads and all this awesome stuff that you can input there. So I think the market for it is also very big, not just transportation, but uh, even in the utility world, if trans, I could see if transmission engineers could get in there and do their own visualization, it would go a long way with these public outreach meetings and displaying what the line's going to look like and your, you know, potentially your backyard or wherever it's going to land and uh, really help out. So um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited about where you're going with this. So it's good stuff. Yeah. Um, I didn't yeah. mention it before, but, uh, we use Unreal Engine, which is the same technology as Fortnite and Rocket League and, you know, those that have kids really quick oh, yeah. story on that. So Epic is the game that makes Unreal Engine and Fortnite. And they made so much money with Fortnite that they decided to get to make a fund to give to developers of their game engine, which is called Unreal Engine. And it was called the Mega Grant Fund. And I do a lot of stuff on LinkedIn. And so they noticed some of the things I was doing and they reached out to me. They're like, hey, you should apply for part of this Mega Grant Fund. And so I did it. And long story short, we got funding for, it was actually a, a distracted driving virtual reality simulator. This wow. was back in the Civil FX days. And I was feeling guilty because my son, he was probably seven or eight at the time. He, he uh, wanted to play Fortnite. And I was like the bad dad that's like, no, it's violent. And I know it's addictive. I'm kind of in this industry and uh, his friends were all playing. So I felt bad. And so here they are giving me this six figure fund and I'm still not letting my son play Fortnite. So I'm starting to feel guilty. And so we delivered the distracted driving simulator that went pretty well. And they're like, oh, you guys did well. You should apply for another one. And so I applied for another one, this time for this beyond what ultimately became beyond cat. And we got that money. And so now basically I told my son, I was like, go fire up Fortnite. Like it's time. <laughs> so, and he's been playing basically nonstop ever since. And now his little brother is, has joined him. So your point about, you know, mm. there are other tools that do visualization in civil engineering and it, it might not be as high as quality. We're using Unreal Engine, which is you can do photorealistic stuff. And so we're leveraging the power of this other tool to make it so that you can make very realistic uh, 3D Oh, man. I, I would not hesitate to say that most engineers out there also play video games. I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm just going to say that. So, I, yeah. you know, I am positive that people know Unreal Engine is, and uh, I think it's neat that that's how you're utilizing this uh, with the software. So, yeah. And, um, and they've been great. I mean, Epic has been so good supporting us and, and like they, 
they said, you know, this is no strings attached. You don't have to, we're not um, requiring equity in your company or all these things. And they've been true to their word. And now our software is even, both of our products are distributed on the Epic Game Store, which has been really helpful on people being able to access it. So they've just been incredible to work with. That's awesome. Wow. I had no idea they even had something like that, uh, that they were doing. So good yep. job. So um, what's a struggle that's going on? What, what's something that uh, is kind of a struggle right now with Beyond CAD that you kind of a pain point right now you're trying to overcome? Well, I, I've never done a software company before. I've never been a publisher. And so I was really naive on what that would take. I mean, I've owned, I've been a business owner. And so I was just like, oh, we'll make software. People will go put it in their credit card information and they'll download it and we'll all be happy. And it hasn't been like that at all. Like it, It's mm. been a nonstop battle of distribution has been huge. It's like every engineering firm or public agency has different IT requirements. And so we have our own launcher, but they're like, oh, well, Windows doesn't recognize your launcher and it's blocking it. And we're like, oh, well, now it's in the Epic Game Store. And they're like, oh, well, gaming is a category that's blocked by our firewall. And I'm like, oh, well, now you can download it uh, as a zipped file. And they're like, oh, well, now it doesn't know that. And so it's just been one thing after another. And then once they actually get it and they're like, oh, this is great. We want to, we've done the free trial. We want to buy it now. I'm like, okay, just put in your credit card information. They're like, oh, we don't do that. We need to do a purchase order. We need to work with a reseller. We need to uh, do accept uh, ACH or physical check. And so it's just been like a nonstop uh, struggle of like B2B software. I just never imagined. And so now we're like almost a year in since our public outreach and now I'm solving most of those problems. So scaling has been slow for a lot of reasons, but that's been one of the big ones. And I'm hoping as we get more and more of these things solved, that we'll be able to more quickly grow our numbers because a lot of our users, they love it. And as you know, like engineering firms, they typically have, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of other engineers. And so they're like, we want to spread this within our company. We're just trying to work with IT on how to best distribute it or how to pay for all these licenses and so on. So uh, getting resellers, distribution, payments, like I just never imagined this world. You didn't know that was the pain point. <laughs> nope. Nope. Yeah. Um, in my world, I can see how that's a problem because we're always working with uh, IT on some software issue and some server license and things of that nature and getting updates. So um, yeah. interesting pain point that, that you, uh, that you have here. So uh, I, I, I want to ask you, as a civil engineer, uh, I think it's amazing that you've been able to create something like this. But for engineers that want to be more creative, um, what what suggestions do you have for them? Because I, I doubt that you're the only engineer out there that's found themselves into engineering that wants to be more on the creative side of, of, of that uh, that field. So. Do you have any tips or advice that's if someone wanted to go that route? Mm. If you want to be like me, just quit your job just just today. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I think I think there's so much opportunity within our industry to be creative. And it may involve staying in your role or it may involve being in another role or another job. But like my advice is just to whenever there's opportunities, just raise your hand, like whatever it is, and you'll find more and more. Um, different opportunities to work on the same projects with the same people. And there are just, there've never been more tools to do these things. And I mean, 
stuff like what we have with BeyondCat. Our new, our second software, which is uh, cheaper and easier to use, it's called Beyond Typicals. You can just drag and drop road sections and make, you know, road sections in in minutes. And so, just volunteer to do a lot of things, test out a lot of different software programs, and it won't take long to kind of find your niche. And, and that's that's not just advice for creative people. That's advice for anyone. Like, do a lot of things, find the thing that, that really makes you excited, and then make that just hone in on that niche. And you can do that probably within your own company on the, the projects you're already working on. Good point. I like hearing that. Yeah, I just think there's a big drive right now for people to be creative. And I, I think that COVID probably helped influence that as well as people were remote working from home and many people still are remote. So, um, well, Sam, a couple other questions I have for you. Would you have sure. any tips for someone that was just starting out their career in civil engineering, um, knowing that you started on this journey and uh, any tips for uh, those just starting the civil engineering journey? Sure. I mean, here's a very practical one. Start a LinkedIn profile today and connect with people every single day and and build your your network. And and that that same advice holds true for going to actual conferences like like I go to APWA or ASE or anything like that. Those networking has always been something valuable, but LinkedIn today in our industry it's just the best way to connect with people. So if you're if you're just starting out in five years, you're going to be so connected with so many people that you're going to have more opportunities than you know what to do with. So definitely network, as I mentioned before, try a lot of different things and, and really hone in on a niche. Like sometimes you'll hear people that are civil generalists or, you know, I can do anything. But most jobs, they're not looking for that. Most jobs are looking for something very specific. Mm -hmm. And like for me, with my company right now, I need programmers, but I don't need any programmers. I don't want a generalness. I don't want a full stack developer. I want someone with C++ Unreal Engine experience. And so hone in on your niche. There's, especially now that more things are remote, you're going to have more competition. And the more uh, niched you are, the more that you'll stand out. Good points. I really like that. Um, Sam, is there any training for beyond CAD that you've developed or is that part of the software that you've got going on? If people want to learn more about it, dip their toes in it, start learning about it. Is there some training that, that you guys have set up for them? Sure. If you go to our website and click on the tutorials page, it's you can go to beyondware.com slash tutorials and see those videos. Unfortunately, it's mostly me, which is like, uh, you know, it's, it's painful to listen to me talk that long, but uh, as we grow, we will get more voices involved in the training, but yeah, that the training is all free and it's available for those looking for the software or those using it. And I'm in the middle of creating a bunch more um, for both of our products. Awesome. Okay. Good deal. Well, this has been fun. Um, I think what you have is awesome. I'm excited. I can't wait to, to help promote it as much as I can. But um, Sam, is there a good way for our audience to connect with you? Yeah, I mean, questions? go to beyondware.com and check that out. And also connect with me on LinkedIn, linkedin.com slash in slash Sam Lytle, L-Y-T-L-E. And I should be the, the one that, that jumps up. It's Sam Lytle PE on there. So I connect with people all the time. And feel free to ask me questions. I haven't done a lot of civil engineering in my career, but I will answer any questions, especially if they're related to entrepreneurship or 3D visualization. I love it. Okay. Well, thanks for doing this with me. I'm excited for you and uh, we'll catch you on another one.
Thanks, Isaac. All right. See ya.